0: Well, I make that 6 p.m. here in the UK. Uh, As always, I am Brian, the UK Bitcoin master, uh, beaming to you guys live out of the UK. It is uh, 6 p.m. on Monday, the 28th of September 2020. As always, people have a strong Bitcoin hand. That is what this show is all about. It is to help anyone that comes and join us to either build a strong Bitcoin hand or indeed to develop a strong Bitcoin hand. So for whatever reason you're here, thank you for being here. Pound the like button. Subscribe to the channel. Share this out on social media so we can get more eyeballs on the show Uh, quickly. Um, Elaine, my lovely wife, is in. I can see Lance is in. Welcome, Lance. Michael Weber's with us. Buffy W. Um, I've seen Dan at JustLearnBitcoin.com. Yorkshire Bitcoiners in. People, welcome to the show. Don't forget to hit the like button. I go on many people's shows. And the one thing that frustrates me as someone watching someone else's show is when they've maybe got 30 or 40 people 30 or 40 people watching, but like five likes. It is so important that you hit that like button. If you haven't done it, please do it now. Uh, Hello to Phil Pastor Volman. Welcome to you. Great to have you with us. Now, before we get into the show in earnest, obviously you should be reading that disclaimer by now. I'm not going to point that out to you. But I just want to say... To those of you that are in the chat that were on the tw- the private 21 million uh, club Zoom meeting we had on Saturday. I thought it was awesome. I know some of you guys did as well. You kindly sent me testimonials um, about the benefit of, you know, having uh, an offline private group where we can all get to know each other in person a bit more, discuss Bitcoin It was a great meetup. I thoroughly enjoyed it. I know you guys that were on enjoyed it too. So again, thanks for all your support on that private 21 million club. If any of you want to know how you get on to that private club where we talk offline and get to know each other um, after the show's finished, in the show notes at the very bottom, you will find an email address where you can reach out to me. Drop me an email and I'll have a chat with you about what it takes to get into the 21 million club. Uh, Rocky Palumbo's in the house. Welcome to you, Rocky. John Stromitas from Malibu has joined us. So we've got a truly global audience. Dan obviously is in Mexico Great to have everyone with us. So let me just get rid of all this rubbish and put something else up. Whoops, my disclaimer won't go. For those new to the channel, if you want to check out my archives, go to UKBitcoinMaster.com. If you want to watch all the live interviews I've done, go to BitcoinInterviews.com. And finally, for anyone that wants to drop a small lightning tip, there's the tipping.me address. You don't have to. I don't need it. It is nice if it happens, but I would prefer that you tweet this out. So let's get rid of all of that. Right. Mr. Tinker53, welcome to the channel. Great to have you with us as well. What I'm going to do without further ado is get over to the desktop and let's see what we've got to talk about and what is going on um, in the news. Excuse me. So, a very quick look at the charts. I noticed that um, somebody mentioned it earlier. I think it was Michael. Uh, Bitcoin price steadily going up. Yeah, this is a four hour chart over the last week. And you can see there's, whilst this is up and down as worse, as bad as a fiddler's elbow is, um, it is generally nicely recovering and moving in an upward direction. And it's really interesting. I was saying to Elaine over a meal a little while ago, you know it 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 almost seems quiet out there in the crypto space um and i think people are losing sight of the fact that you can't have a four year cycle without quiet periods it can't always be massively exciting everyone on the on the edge of their seat stuff and i remember back when you look at what happened after the 2016 halving you know the big bull run It didn't come. We know that the high was in December 2017, some 18 months later. So, what I want to do is ground you all right now. It is only June, July, four months since the halving. Give it time, people, for goodness sake. This is, we've said it a million times, this is not something where you jump in today and make a million tomorrow. You're going to have to ride the roller coaster. You're going to have to ride the ups and the downs. 200 billion as a market cap, a fifth of a trillion, is still not a massive market. And it can be manipulated quite easily. So just keep in mind, people, strong hand, stay the course, keep stacking those Satoshis. And that bull run, that massive run up, that parabolic upward trend will come at some point. But don't keep hoping it's coming tomorrow and then get it all flat and down. And I don't know what it is, but it feels to me awfully quiet and no energy out there in the crypto space, the Bitcoin space. Keep your energy, people. This thing is coming. You are in Bitcoin at a time in history where a you're witnessing it evolving and you know growing. But there's. Phenomenal excitement to come, I personally believe, and you need to get hold of that vision as well. You need to build your own vision. JC Botha has joined us. Great to have you uh, with us, JC, as always, goes without saying. So, people, this is just to give you an indicator of the weekly chart, the four-hour candles. You know, it is just a steady upward trend, but we know uh, it can go down as quick as that. That's when you need your strong hand. Just hold, buy your sats whenever you can and don't get freaked out by all of this because it's all coming. We're in an era where we've gone through a two-year bear market. Everyone moaning and groaning that nothing's happening in Bitcoin. And even though we know something special's on the way, everyone still seems to be just down on Bitcoin. And I don't have a clue why. Um, one person that isn't down on Bitcoin. Um, here we go. This always happens. Forgive me for the white screen, but I've got... A white screen. Let's see if I can refresh it, which means what I've highlighted in the text has all completely disappeared. There you go. There's no accounting for going live and with things like this happening, and I can't change it. So while I'm waiting, Casso, welcome uh, to the show. Great to have you with us. Don't forget to pound the like button. Why is this not refreshing on me? Damn flipping British Internet. So I'll go forward one and we'll come back to that one because that's one I want to talk about. So I found this article. The hidden truth behind money laundering, banks and cryptocurrency. Now, the headline almost depicts Bitcoin is as bad as banks in terms of money laundering. So this is a very ambiguous headline in my opinion. But let's actually go down. And what you should do is read the whole article, people. Um, I'm just picking out some excerpts from it. If my screen doesn't freeze again, um, it talks about the Financial Crimes Enforcement Network or FinCEN. It's an agency within the Treasury Department and that they have to look at combating money laundering, terrorist finance um, and the like. Um, I want to scroll down because I did highlight something. Yeah, I've got a real lag on my Internet. So as we're live, bear with me, people, because I can't change that. So I want to pick up on this bit I read. It says concurrently, the cryptocurrency industry, they were talking about how much money laundering goes on with banks and how they even move money through their banks that they almost know is linked to gun crime, drug running. And it just happens. And they let them get on with it. It says concurrently, the cryptocurrency industry is also being criticized for being a tool for money laundering, despite statistics stating otherwise. This is the type of information. If you want to build your strong hand, you need to get your teeth into so that you have that perspective and you are not manipulated by what these flipping online publications say. It is estimated that only 1.1 percent of all cryptocurrency transactions are illicit. During its early days, Bitcoin was widely associated with the Silk Road, an online darknet marketplace where users could purchase weapons and illegal drugs anonymously. It goes on. But with the growing use of the Bitcoin network, 42 million Bitcoin wallets and counting, it is becoming increasingly possible to track transactions on public blockchains while private banking transactions remain hidden in plain sight. Did you get that? Hidden in plain sight. What is that telling us? They're not going to use Bitcoin For drugs, guns and wars, etc. Because it's all on a flipping blockchain. It is there for the masses to see. Anyone can audit the blockchain. Anyone can get a copy of the blockchain is the point I'm trying to make. By the way, if you want my attention, type in UK Bitcoin Master. It will light up in orange in my chat. And I'll give you a shout out, just like I'm going to do now, to Daniel Newman. Uh, Great to have you with us, Dan, as always. I remember Dan coming into Bitcoin, doing a bit of research. He reached out to me a couple of times and then he got in the rabbit hole. And now, Dan, I'm hoping you'll become a coming a strong hand uh, Bitcoiner like many of us uh, are on the chat. So the point here... You've got to read these articles and you've got to learn that they want to sell the news that isn't always the right information for us to be reading and learning from. And I'm really fortunate that I learned this very, very early on through Bitcoin Meister, who I followed relentlessly for three and a half years. um, And You know, what you need to do is follow the people that will give you the information that you're looking for. Not necessarily me, but I'm telling you what you will get from me is honesty, transparency. I wear my heart on my sleeve. I tell it as it is. I'm not into flowering everything up. I don't do price predictions. I don't do technical analysis, charting, none of it. You are not going to get this on the UK Bitcoin Master um, live show. It's not happening. I'm just picking up some articles to try and help you to see the woods through the trees. Let me go back to my original article to see if it's arrived. Yes. Now, when I first got into Bitcoin, I watched a video that had Richard Branson on it and Bill Gates and this guy uh, Chamath Palihapitiya. Crikey. Sorry, man, if I butchered your name. I've been practicing that all day and I still can't say it. Now, this guy is the CEO of Virgin Galactic and he's also a Bitcoin firster in my opinion. And it says nothing compares to my Bitcoin bet, says Social Capital CEO Chamath. Now, I'd highlighted something at the bottom, but I knew I had to read at the top. And it says here Bitcoin was the best performing asset of the last decade. And in 2020, it remains a winner again. Compared to the S&P 500 hitting a new record with just 2.09 returns year to date and gold also reaching a new peak with 22.2% returns. Bitcoin is still 46.5% away from its all time high, but still up 49% in 2020 so far. And that's why it is such a good bet on his best bet listing. But I'm going to try and find it now because there was something I wanted to read at the bottom that was. Um, uh, da, 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 da. Now I can't find it. So there you go. The point there. And if you read the article, you'll get what I got from it. It is about, you know, this guy has got a lot of influence. You know, he's a CEO of a multibillion company. Corporation that is taking Richard Branson's company into space along with Elon Musk and the like. And I remember watching him on one of the very first Bitcoin video I ever saw that was sent to me by Gary, my good friend that got me into um, Bitcoin. And you know, this guy is saying it is still up massively even though we're nearly 50 percent below where we were at the last all time high. So when I said at the top of the show, the excitement is still ahead of us, people, that excitement is coming. The challenge what you have to have is you need to be a bit patient and get on and enjoy your life, not wish it away, because I believe the good times really are coming. Okay, yeah, Casso says never mind the BTC price. Bitcoin really needs taproot and snore next year. Yep, that's all coming as well. Uh, 130 million uh, of Qcoin hackers haul to be frozen by crypto projects. Uh, And basically, why am I showing you this article? Um, Basically, they found a way where they can freeze a lot of this that has been hacked. But my message is this is yet another reason why you just simply do not leave your Bitcoin on an exchange because the hacks are still going on. I think this one said something like over 10 million worth of Bitcoin. The hacker got nearly 11 million. In fact, how would you feel if that was your Bitcoin? hacked off that exchange. So yet again, how many more commentators, how many more content creators need to drum it home before you, if I'm talking to you and you still have your Bitcoin on an exchange, how many more times do you need to hear this before you get it off that exchange and get it into a cold wallet, an offline wallet? Because once it's disconnected from the internet It's as safe as you're ever going to be unless you start going and doing what Trace Mayer was talking about. Glacier protocol and all that stuff that even freaks me out. So, you know, get buy your Bitcoin dollar cost average and then just learn how to get it straight off the exchange and onto a hardware wallet. My advice, Trezor is a great device, great interface, easy when you're dealing with forks or airdrops to to sign um, for the airdrops, etc., I would encourage you all to use a Trezor. Hey, that's just my personal preference. You know, there are loads of them out there. From Cool Card, Cool Wallet, I believe, or something. There's, there's Ledger out there. There's BitBox. There's loads of them. I love the Trezor. sciflyer 67 welcome to the show. Uh, don't forget, hit the like button. Um, hack or inside job? Hey, who knows, man? I don't know. I'm just bringing this article out to highlight why you should never. Keep your Bitcoin on an exchange. Moving on. OK, this is quite sobering, this one, actually. We all know this, don't we? But let this resonate. Let this marinate, would you? Only two and a half million Bitcoin left to mine. Out of all the 21 million coins that are ever going to be out there, 18 and a half million are done. And you know, when you look at it and, it and you look at what I found to read to you, the really weird thing is um, how much of these are off the table. And we come on to that a little bit later. But it says with only 21 million BTC uh, to be ever issued, a little under two and a half million remain for mining. Yeah. Now think of the nation states that want some of this. You know, all the the, the hedge funds and the, the venture capitalists and all the, the multi-billion companies have not even got this yet. You know, they don't even they haven't sort of got it yet. And only two and a half million to go. Now, when you consider 18 and a half million are out, there, how many are lost? How many Bitcoins have been lost on a computer, thrown away or people have lost their keys because somebody gave them some Bitcoin when it was pennies? And, you know, they didn't value it or they didn't think it was going anywhere or, or they didn't have any forward thinking or any forward vision. So in a tweet, Chart BT said the Bitcoin network already passed the 18.5 million mark in circulations. This means there is less than two and a half million BTC left or about 11.9 percent of the total Bitcoin to be generated. This is a really big deal. You've got to zoom out and look at the macro effect of all of this. The seven odd billion people in the world and the fact that you, if you're watching this, are already in that Bitcoin rabbit hole. Hopefully you've got some Bitcoin already. Hopefully you're seeing that if you aim and build up to one Bitcoin and then maybe two, then five and ten or whatever your strategy is, you are so ahead of the curve. Curve. It is unbelievable. And sometimes we need to revisit that. That this is so flipping early and the mere fact that you're in give yourself a huge pat on the back we come back to this a bit later it might be in a tweet i can't remember um wealth manager explains why bitcoin will not become the aol or mice base of crypto what does that mean for those that haven't heard of all this before because when i came into bitcoin I'd heard the name MySpace. My friend had a computer that I used to help him with that used to use AOL dial-up and used to get that horrible screeching noise when it was trying to load a web page. I'm aware of that, but I didn't fully understand what it all meant. But if this is still highlighted, let's have a look at something I... um, Highlighted. Yeah. Um, the 200 billion market cap cryptocurrency has drawn comparisons with dot com companies that have seen since gone defunct or were dethroned. The first comparison was positioning Bitcoin next to MySpace. MySpace was the first major social network to exist and get its footing. Yet it failed to evolve And stay ahead of the competition. Eventually, from MySpace's fall, arose Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and obviously today's new one, uh, TikTok. And these are today's top giants. Could Bitcoin fall the same fate, it says? no says Andy Edstrom author wealth manager and head of institutional at swan bitcoin now i've uh, seen andy in action with preston pish um on the swan bitcoin youtube show this guy's got a lot of sense in his head he's a bitcoin maximalist for sure um he he sets out why bitcoin why it won't be the MySpace of this era. Um, so well worth watching Swan Bitcoin, you know, or subscribing to their channel and watching, finding the one with Andy Edstrom and um, Preston Pish. Another top dude, well worth watching. You see, anyone can shoot their mouth off, including me, about our Bitcoin won't be the new MySpace. But you know, the technical amongst us will say why. You know, back that up with. Hard evidence. So what not evidence, but, you know, um, statistics or, you know, some, some good reason. So where are we? Uh, eventually, could Bitcoin fall the same fate? No, says Andy. Um, I read that out already. What's the matter with me? Um, self, the self-proclaimed hard money enthusiast, says that following MicroStrategy CEO Michael Saylor's notion that any tech brands with a 200 billion or more evaluation make them a clear category winner is a smart play. In the thread, another category comparison came up, putting Bitcoin next to the king of dial-up internet in the early days of modern tech. And of course, that was AOL. Um, if you ignore the chart there, I couldn't highlight the two together. Um, America Online exploded in growth and visibility during the peak of the dot com boom, reaching a valuation for 200 billion, the, about the same as Bitcoin. Today, the company is a shadow of its former self, best left to the horrid sounding memories of connecting via the Phone line, which is what I was referring to. Um, Estron points out that AOL's peak valuation was achieved during the dot com boom. Meanwhile, Bitcoin has maintained this evaluation after the crypto bubble went pop. One of Bitcoin's uptrends, sorry, once Bitcoin's uptrend begins again, it will become the true test. Of if the asset evolves into the what the likes of Draper and Andreessen, a couple of heavy hitters, see in its potential and to the incredible prices that some experts predict. So when you read these sorts of articles, it allows you to take a proper look at when I say I feel Bitcoin's gonna moon, that's just me shooting my mouth off on my show, you know. But I say that because I give up the time to watch these people, to listen to what they've got to say, to do my very best to understand the angles they're coming from, even though I don't understand the tech and I don't understand Wall Street stock markets or anything like that. It is what I spend my time doing instead of watching soap operas i get into that rabbit hole and i learn because i want to ensure that i'm well placed for whatever life and the global financial giants and banks throw at us etc and viruses and everything else so that's where i choose to put my time and it's that that's allowed me to have my strong bitcoin hand and just know that I'm in the right place at the right time and you should do the same. You know, you don't need to dedicate your life to this, people. But you do need to give it a few hours a week and just learn a little bit so you can understand it bit by bit. Some people pick up new things very, very quickly. Others like me, it takes me time. I struggle and I have to keep at it and keep at it. So I don't think it's because... We can't get our heads round something. I think most of the time we can't be bothered because it interferes with watching TV or whatever we do, if that makes some kind of sense. So it is well worth going into my show notes at the end and just spending 5, 10, 15, 20 minutes and just reading through these full articles. And you may not think you learn anything. But you always take something from it that goes in here and bit by bit, you start to get a decent, broad understanding of what makes this space and indeed Bitcoin so very special. So stay with me. Quick interlude, if I may. Check out JustLearnBitcoin.com. Anything you want as a noob is over there from wallet setup and backup, storage solutions, questions about mining, vanity addresses. It's all over there. They've got your typical merchandise like these fantastic bracelets. I'm wearing mine that Dan, who's in the chat, kindly sent me. So Daniel, who's down in Mexico, he is the CEO of JustLearnBitcoin.com. If you check this site out, BTCBracelets.com, you can get up to 25% off some corking deals. They've also got the typical merchandise that you would expect for promoting anything we're involved in, be it sport or in our case, Bitcoin, whether you want to wear a hoodie. And I'm telling you, it's flipping cold here in the UK right now. I could have easily had my Bitcoin hoodie back on, but I sort of hung it out and thought, no, not quite yet. We're still in uh, September. But maybe you get a mug from justlearnbitcoin.com and you've got that on display and people go, oh, Bitcoin. Yeah, it's about what can you do to help uh, the cause? Um, What I would like you all to do and I would encourage you all to do if you haven't done it already. And if you have, go and do it again if it's been a few months. And that is just go inside the homepage and find the box that says, please help return 14.2 Bitcoin to Phil Volman and his family. This is Phil, we call him Pastor Phil. He's part of our BTC family on this show. Even if he's at work, he's watching. He always, if he can't listen, he always watches on catch up afterwards when he can listen. So Phil, uh, great to have you with us if you're listening. And if you're not, great to have you listening on catch up. Um, Phil was building his Bitcoin fund up over time for his family to take advantage of on his demise. And unfortunately, he was doing a firmware update on his Trezor and it was hacked. Now, if you want to understand how that happened, there's a couple of great videos um, that we've done that will explain how he had his Bitcoin hacked when all he was doing was updating his Trezor. So check those out. You can obviously click and read about Phil and his family here his uh, military career, his career as a pastor of the church, his family, um, taking in and adopting disabled children as their own, which is an incredible thing to do, to give up your life, to bring up disabled children that are so demanding, you know, and, you know, they're a lot harder to take through life than a child without disabilities. So, Phil, I take my hat off to you. Um, And then finally... The wallet info is here, the transaction ID of the hack, as well as all of Phil's transactions. You can see um, since Phil got into Bitcoin and he's been in Bitcoin many, many years. So what I I want you to take from that, people, if you're new to this show, is Phil is a seasoned Bitcoiner. He knows Trezor inside out and yet he lost 14 Bitcoin. How would you feel? If you had your Bitcoin hacked, it is well worth taking the time to watch those two videos to understand how Phil lost all that Bitcoin. I would be throwing up if I lost my Bitcoin. Horrendous. Uh, Paul a uh, great to have you with us. Great to see you here again, as always. Uh, and finally, on any of these pages, you can click the link on them and it will take you to TallyCoin where you can make a donation. Look even as little as 50 cents if you want. You can also add a personal message to Phil if you want to now, which is fantastic, I think. Um, So if you can, do head over and make a donation. Phil appreciates every single one of them. Back to the show, as always. You pretty well know what's coming if you're a regular. I found a few tweets that I wanted to share with you. Now, Alistair Milne, he's a very um, young, Uh, There's a word I want to use. Um, Controversial figure that might be right. Um, This is really this is where I was referring to when I said we would come back to the amount of Bitcoin out there. When I was talking earlier, 88 percent of all Bitcoin that will ever exist already either have owners or less lost forever. My Lord, I want you to say I want to do this one again. 88% of all the Bitcoin that will ever be in existence are either in owners' hands and stored or they've been lost. 12% to go, people. This is a big deal. And this was such a very short, profound, short tweet. But for me, a very, very profound tweet. Andy Hoffman, another divisive individual. But if there's a decent tweet, I'm going to use it. How stupid is the global investment community? Peter Schiff almost has more Twitter followers than Max Kaiser and Stacy Herbert combined, growing at a much faster rate. Max and Stacy have been right for a decade, whilst PR has wrecked more people than anyone on Wall Street. How bizarre. Yeah, Zaza, that is 12%. Wow, that's a big wow, isn't it? But back to the tweet here. That's another profound tweet, people. What does that tell you? It speaks to me. For goodness sake, listen to the right people. I've just really got into uh, Max's uh, Max and Stacey's shows. I don't watch them all, but they've just had Michael Sailor on there recently. You know, they've got they've had some great guests and I do enjoy um, their shows. They've got a lot of good stuff they come out with. They really have. Um, so it is about broadening the horizons and who gives you the information that you need to build your strong Bitcoin hand. Hod or not. Now this is in response to this tweet that said, after further consideration, I and Prime Prime Trusco will not attend next week's CoinGeek live event. So for some reason, every speaker who takes the time to look into BSV pulls out of the conference. Hello, those people still shilling BSV. What is wrong with them? What? dream what lie is fake toshi feeding them if they believe that they're ever going to be replace bitcoin or be the real the true bitcoin i guess only time will tell we will see but personally if you're new to this do some research on who fake toshi is or csw yeah i'm not going to say his name okay And you see what, ai don't know, a not nice individual he is, but then he runs BSV. So there's a, a, a failure point, you know, an attack vector, a point of weakness. One of the things that gives Bitcoin its strength, if you're new, is the fact that there is no weak point. There's no CEO. There are no offices. Bitcoin just is. And it's run by millions and millions of people on computers like us. If you're running a full node like I am, helping to secure the network, given the hash rate its dominance. Need I say any more? Andy Edstrom, I mentioned him earlier, didn't I? Um, if Bitcoin is the MySpace of crypto, this, I guess, sorry, I didn't realize this one overlaps. How come it's worth 200 billion? Use Michael Saylor's insight that once an Internet based network achieves a couple of hundred billion of market cap, it's the category winner. Bitcoin has won Internet money. Next, win global hard money. That is coming, man. That is coming. Andy, I'd love to get him on my show. And finally, Jimmy Song. Most of what you're worrying about today won't matter five years from now, let alone 20. You know what will matter? Your faith, your family, your fitness and Bitcoin. That is fantastic, isn't it? Because your fitness is crucial. How many people are just eating their way to an early death with fast food. What is the point of having your Bitcoin and then all of a sudden killing yourself with bad diet and no exercise? Get out there, go for a good brisk walk three times a week. You know, if you can, I've got to get back into it. I've got an illness that sometimes stops me walking. But when I can, I get out and fast walk for about 40 minutes to an hour three times a week because I want to be around long enough to not only see Bitcoin grow, but to see my grandchildren get married, have their own kids, my great grandchildren, you know, up My family is important to me. I don't want to lose any of my family early. So if you're watching this, you family members in the future, look after yourself. Cherish your family. Cherish whatever beliefs you have. Cherish your Bitcoin and stay healthy. So Jimmy Song, thank you. Awesome tweet. Now, my quote of the day. I've shared this with you all before, but I love it. Let's do it again. At first... They will ask you why you're in Bitcoin. Why are you dealing with that? Why are you doing that for? You know, that's going nowhere. Or, oh, didn't that just drop a couple of thousand? So wrapped around at first, they'll ask you um, why you're doing it. If you have that strong hand later, they'll ask you how you did it. And when somebody says to you in the future, because you held Bitcoin and it's made you very wealthy in your family... You know, when they say, oh, you're so lucky, just look them in the eye squarely and say back to them. And I quote, yep. You know what? The harder I worked, the more focused I was, the more I ignored all of the naysayers out there, the luckier I got. Yeah. So they'll ask you why you're doing it to start with. And later they'll ask you how the hell you did it. And that is where your strong Bitcoin hand comes in, people. Have you got that strong hand to see it through the times when it's going down, going sideways? It's boring. It's quiet. You know, it's quiet now. But don't think that there isn't something brewing, because in my opinion, there really is. So to pull the show together... Strong Bitcoin hand. haven't said this for a while. My three tips. Number one, get some skin in the Bitcoin game. Buy some. However you buy it, number two, get it off that exchange and get it onto a Trezor. And then number three, and this is the hardest for most people, get on with life. Stop plugging it in to check it's still there. Enjoy life. And Bitcoin will do what it's going to do when it's going to do it. And it won't be influenced. People, that is my Bitcoin show for today. As always, strong hand, like this, share it, subscribe, bash the bell button so you get notified. If you listen to this on the podcast, support me there. Appreciate it. Tweet this out. I would really appreciate you ending right now, picking up the link, going on to Twitter And if you enjoyed it, maybe somebody else will enjoy it the same as you. Maybe there's somebody out there right now evaluating whether they should buy some Bitcoin or not. Okay, you tweeting this show link out, they might just see it. They might just come in and that'll allow me to help another Bitcoiner build their strong Bitcoin hand. That is it, peeps. I'll be back on Thursday. 6 p.m. London time, as always, with my Thursday show. I'm going to leave you now with my social media links. Click on the squares as they come up if you're watching this on YouTube. I'll be back on Thursday. Whatever you're doing, people, have a great week. Do reach out to me in the notes at the very bottom if you want to know how you can be part of our private 21 Million Club once a month online Zoom meetup. Um, I'll be happy to tell you the criteria. Until Thursday, I'm out of here. Cheers, everyone. Have a great week.